early to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. And we have a really packed uh, a bit of information for you today. So uh, we're going to get right started on this. And uh, there's just a lot of different things I'm going to be covering today. And, uh, I mean, it, the show is going to be jacked. So uh, we're, we're stoked about that jacked, stoked. I don't know. I'm feeling my cool vibe right now. But uh, Benny Johnson writes, holy smokes, Charles Payne delivers most brutal takedown of Democrats over political persecution of Trump. It seems like the whole plan was to make President Trump bow. I loved when Charles Payne said this. And you know, that's what it's all about. They're so sick and demented. These Democrats are so sick and demented that this is all about Trump has to take a knee like Kaepernick, that loser. So, you know, it's just one of these things where it's not enough to, to, to get Trump. It, it, he has to take a knee. He has to apologize. He has to admit wrongdoing. He has to say he lost because they don't like him winning. They want to hurt him personally. This is what the Democrats, this is why they hate Trump. This is why, and I think it's, it's so subtle. The new, it's a subtle nuance, but it's right there. You could feel it in your gut. This is so petty, so childish, and so insanely ridiculous that they would be willing to ruin our country to make Trump bow. I find it almost impossible to comprehend that kind of thinking. I mean, I can't really get my head there because I think it's so insane. But that that is one of that is what Trump derangement syndrome is all about. It's it's so frustrating and my heart is crying for America right now. 
with what is going on with our southern border and what is going on with our uh, foreign diplomacy and what is going on with our rigged elections and what is going on with these politicians that see wrong and do wrong, the media covering it up, the justice system issuing rulings like you know, to try to hurt Trump with $400 million worth of stuff, you know, when there's no victim. Never before has anyone ever prosecuted a crime like that. And they could have done this three years ago. They could have done it a while ago, but they chose not to. So, I mean, they did it in the election season. And Nikki Haley, uh, if, you know, anybody, any Republican voting for Nikki Haley can't see what Nikki Haley is doing. From what I hear, she's down 30 points in South Carolina. And guess what? She's not leaving. She's going to stay all the way up until Super Tuesday. And she, by all projections, can get maybe 10% of the delegates. But she's hoping and praying that Trump, you know, gets taken out one way or the other. And then she'll be the last man standing in the heir apparent. She's basically inviting an assassination attempt because they know that the only way that Trump is going to lose to Nikki Haley is if he gets either thrown in jail or shot or murdered in some way. It sounds horrible to say that, but that's the level of sickness. And she cheated on her husband twice and had the nerve to cry about him the other day. She's crying about her losses. But she's making a truckload of money. She's getting paid handsomely for the misdeeds that she is doing. That's hurting the whole party. You know, we should be getting... uh, Laura Trump is uh, one of the candidates for running the RNC. I think that that would be great. We need an America First agenda. If you go over to MAGAPAC and bugle call, you will see everything about making America great again and America first. You know what you won't see? You won't see the name Trump in our literature because it's not about Trump. Yes, we love Trump. He stands for those things. He probably taught us those things. But the thing is, is that the policies make sense. This isn't your grandpa's tea party. This is a real agenda. Secure borders, strong military, um, fiscal responsibility, a balanced budget, smaller government, uh, and, and getting back to our roots, rewarding good behavior and punishing bad behavior. But mainly, close, at this point, closing the border. And uh, so many other things. They say suburban moms don't like Trump. Uh, well, I wake up. So many of these suburban moms, you know, have so many responsibilities with their kids, and you know, and raising uh, raising their kids and and uh, you know, holding together the the house the house duties and the, and 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 holding together the family and supporting their husband. You know, in a traditional family. But they have to get their brains 
on as well because their children's future all the good that they're doing for their children isn't going to be worth a hill of beans if they don't get their country right and so you know this I don't like the mean tweets but I like the cheap gas but I'm still voting for Biden that is an insane thing cheap gas no inflation and uh, a, a GDP, people working. Yeah, Biden said one thing, I think, that was correct. Jobs, he, and he couldn't figure out how to say it, right? He couldn't figure, but he says, Joey. My dad said, Joey. They, they were making a joke about it because, um, they were making a joke about it because uh, he couldn't even read a teleprompter, Right? I'm going, to t- I'm going to actually play this. I wasn't even going to play it. I had this one in in my thing, but uh, I was like, not going to play it. I'm going to play it. And the reason why is because it actually is true. It's just he couldn't figure out how to say it. So he says one thing true. He doesn't even know how to say it. He's reading it. He's making it up probably. His pro- dad probably never told him that. Um, but here's the thing. Jobs do give you dignity. And Trump created more jobs than any other president. Real jobs. Not the kind of Obama jobs where it's like a side hustle and a gig economy. But a real job. A real manufacturing job. Because through through the correct usage of tariffs and, um, and warnings and bilateral trade deals... Trump was bringing manufacturing back to America by getting out of the climate initiatives, by getting out of the Paris Agreement, which pretty much bans American manufacturing and makes it impossible for them to compete. And then not issuing tariffs on Chinese products. You know, this is the kind of thing. And getting out of TPP, getting out of the Paris Agreement, those things were key in bringing manufacturing, uh, setting the, um, the uh, gosh, I even forget the name, but it was the, uh, the USA, uh, North America, uh, North America Free Trade, NAFTA. It wasn't NAFTA. It was uh, Trump's version of that. And we had better, relation, better uh, trade deals for America with respect to China. Uh, Canada and and the U.S. We had relations with Mexico, where AMLO, uh, Lobador, uh, I'm drawing a blank on his name, AMLO, uh, Lobador Cortez or Otez. uh, No, it's I don't know his name. AMLO, Lobador, can't figure out his name, but. the president of Mexico. Let's just do it that way. Um, he, uh, on another day, I'll remember that name like it's like two, you know, in two seconds. But uh, I can't seem to get it. So, you know, the, he had uh, financed the military to protect the southern border on the southern side of that border. And also, we had to remain in Mexico. Uh, there's the safe first country. There was uh, an end to catch and release and a whole host of things. 
You know, President uh, uh, Joe Biden, uh, quid pro Joe Biden, he um, he says he, the border secure. He says uh, that this is all the Republican and MAGA Trump voters' faults. But his numbers belie that, number one. And number two, he... Um, uh, we have a sound clip that's going to say, you know, the reason why they're exploiting the hell out of him is because he's weak or he's a nice guy when he shouldn't be so nice. He's mean to um, Americans, but he's nice to illegal aliens. And see, that seems to be the theme that's really breaking a lot of hearts in, to a lot of Americans. In New York and Chicago, minorities, for example, are taking a second seat. They're getting into the back of the bus when these illegals are getting $9,000 debit cards in New York City and elsewhere. It's insane. And people are just beside themselves with disbelief. They can't believe what a treasonous pig Joe Biden has become. Let's take a listen to this stuttering fool, Joe Biden, saying, barely, try, barely getting it out. He's reading a prompter. And he has to, and he reads the word Joey. In- My dad used to say, Joey, a, 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 a paycheck is about more than, a, a job is about more than a paycheck. It's about your dignity. My dad. Yeah, that's right. But President Trump created more dignified jobs than this monster who basically counts a job creation as one that's coming back from the COVID years where we're just getting back on our feet from what the world suffered at the hands of globalism and the globalist takeover and the, and the attempt to uh, reduce the world's population, which is one of their goals. And they're, putting, they're injecting things into your food that are lowering, lowering fertility as well. So there's a lot of problems that we're faced up against that we never never had to deal with before. So Charles Payne, I want to play this clip. Charles Payne really uh, did a number. But first, Hochul, nothing to worry about. She says this. This is the governor of New York. This is a really an extraordinarily unusual circumstance that the law-abiding and rule-following New Yorkers who are business people, have nothing to worry about because they're very different than Donald Trump and his behavior. So what? So there, she's talking about, okay, so what she's talking about is this indictment of Trump and this, you know, hitting him up with a $370 million bill or whatever it was. The totaling $400 million is what they're trying to get him on. They think that's going to break him. The the fact is, Trump is about to get a, make a deal with Truth Social, where he's going to be bought out by this company, and guess what? He's going to make four billion dollars. Four hundred million is a chump change. It's a scratch. It's a drop in the bucket to four billion. So this she says this this is really an extraordinary un, unusual circumstance that the law abiding and rule following new yorkers who are business people have nothing to worry about because 
they're very different than Donald Trump and his behavior. His behavior? See, what's happening is people in who are in real estate are pulling the plug. There was this guy, don't, I can't remember his name, but he's a big shot. He says, I'm not underwriting any new property investments in New York, ever. I'm leaving. And this is going to be huge. At a time when they're spending more money on illegals, and they're taking over hotels, and they're paying these hotels more money than they were making by having regular guests. They shut down the hotel, and if you're a citizen and try to walk into this public hotel, you're told to leave. And then you're told that this is top secret, and you know, and uh, it's, it's sort of like all the mystery surrounding COVID and the empty ship and the empty um, uh, Central Park Hospital that was a mobile hospital run by the Graham family that was corrupt. And uh, Samaritan's Purse, which was so totally corrupt on that. And uh, the empty hospitals and all the security guards and the censorship. And you weren't allowed to talk about it. All this stuff. You know, we heard yesterday, you know, about um, uh, how G7 nations have incarcerated people like Julian Assange for their journalistic free speech more than Russia has. So anyway, let's take a listen to this Charles Payne clip. He says, speaking of President Trump, they did not rob a bank at gunpoint. Donald Trump is not Bernie Madoff, yet defendants are incapable of admitting the error of their ways. It feels like the whole plan was to make President Trump bow, to make him, to humble him, to, to take away his, his swag, to, you know, to remove the veneer of, of, of you know, uh, the, uh, the anti-establishment veneer, to break him down. That's what they're looking for, like they're going for more than anything else. And it keeps backfiring. And every time it backfires, someone sees themselves in President Trump. Like, okay, there's all these cases out there. Maybe some are good, some aren't. But the bottom line is it feels like when you get something like this and you hear the commentary, they feel like that's me. You know, the system is trying to bring me to my knees and I don't have the wherewithal, but I have a person who's out there fighting for me. Uh, and, you know, and I just I, I, I just think there's so many things, legit, legitimate things out there that can be pursued. But there are so many 92 indictments. Right. And it's just it's such overkill. And then that then this sort of after after the victory laps afterwards is like, you know, we're going to beat this guy down. I, I don't or like know. in the E. Jean Carroll case where her and her team are basically oh my like, goodness. we're going to go shopping. Yeah, oh, wait, go actually, shopping. If, you know, they try to take that back. But they said it and they meant, remember, they were laughing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I don't think a lot of businesses are laughing. It's, it's a tough thing. You know? And again, New York City, New York City is the, the brokest city in America with respect to the, to the burdens out there. The, the taxpayer, the average taxpayer burden is $61,000 in the city. Uh, it, mm -hmm. it, you know, we, they, they, listen, they're offering cards to, to legal immigrants, $10,000 credit cards. You know, they're meeting people at the bus stations, greeting them. It's just, it's just a city that feels like it has its priorities wrong. And the problem here is that I watch Europe a lot. As a as an economic cautionary tale. Oh, and and I, because I don't want America to go down the same path, mm -hmm. particularly Germany, and we are going down that path 
of uncontrolled borders, of personal vendettas, of regulations, too many regulations, too many rules. I mean, it's just, and we've been gifted so many different things, right? And we're giving that up, voluntarily giving it up for really pettiness. And it's, it's scary. Something we- yeah, it's, it's totally an unforced error. And the, we, we are becoming Rome. I want to say kudos to Laura Loomer for doing some really remarkable work at the, in Panama. Um, so let's just take a listen to a little bit of this soundbite. Hey, everybody. So I'm currently uh, in Panama. I'm at the Bajo Chiquito migrant camp, which is the first point of contact for many of these migrants who then get out of the Darien Gap and are trying to then uh, get to other migrant camps like Las Blancas or take the bus to Costa Rica so that they can continue their path, ultimately going to the United States of America. And you can see here we have a map that's been provided by Hyas, uh, which is a Jewish organization. It's disgusting. Uh, as a Jew, as an American, somebody who's in favor of closed borders, I find it to be absolutely disgraceful that groups like HIAS, which stands for the Hebrew Immigrant Aid Society, are using Judaism as a cloak to traffic human beings uh, around uh, Central and South America and then into the United States. Uh, here, you can see that uh, it's in cooperation with the United Nations, and they have all the routes listed. So uh, for all the migrants that want to know where they should go once they arrive here, starting from Colombia, the entrance to the Darien Gap, right, here's all the different different uh, locations and stops. They tell them the weather in each location, uh, the, the height of the water, the current, and then to Panama. So it's Colombia, Panama. We're currently now in Bajo Chiquito. That line over there, uh, if you want to pan the camera, you can show them. That's where they're supposed to be getting registered. Over to the other migrant camp, Lajas Blancas, where they'll get on a bus. And then you see here they have Lajas Blancas listed. San Vicente is another camp. That's a camp that has a, uh, a lot of uh, Chinese migrants present. And then ultimately, right, uh, they take the bus to go to Costa Rica. And you see here on these maps, they have all of the bus stops listed, just like on that map over there that I showed you. So, again, these are all NGOs, leftist organizations. This one happens to be a Jewish uh, organization. Uh, but they're all working in conjunction with the United Nations. And what needs to happen if we're going to secure our country and shut down the border, we need to start with defunding and also prosecuting officials at the NGOs. Pius needs to be shut down. Catholic Charities needs to be shut down. The United Nations needs to, needs to be completely defunded. And any uh, leftist politician or so-called charity or nonprofit that is uh, aiding and abetting these groups, they need to be charged. They need to be charged with human trafficking uh, because these are egregious conditions. You see here children in tents. Look at children on the ground in filth with garbage. There's women that are that are getting raped. The map over there had information for women who have been raped on their journey to the Darien Gap. There's bodies in the jungle. People are drowning in the jungle. This is not a route of migration for human beings. It's uh, very dangerous. And if you ask a lot of people here whether they would do it again, they would say no because you can see, right, look, the woman next to me has blisters all over her feet. They're bleeding. There's flies, right? They have flesh-eating Maniasis here. They have leishmaniasis. They have they have uh, screwworm and all of these diseases. Right? You have a fly land on feces and land on an open cut. And people are going to be getting all types of infections. It smells awful here. No plumbing. Yeah, makes it worse because it's like hot outside. So honestly, makes you want to gag and like want to vomit. Like, but needs to be. 
So th- that reporting is just superb. Um, what she did, and here's another piece of what she did. Uh, she was. This was at night. This was another day, and she was on a bus, and she got thrown off the bus, and as a reporter, not welcome. Popped on. <laughs> I saw the. Uh, I saw the door open, and so I uh, got out of the car that I was in, slammed the door, and ran over here and uh, tried to get on the bus. And they just left the Lajas Blancas migrant camp that I visited this week. And uh, the driver was a little skittish, right? And he said, oh, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I said, oh, you know, I'm a tourist. I just want to see, you know, I want to see who these migrants are. <laughs> Can I talk to them? And he goes, oh, you have to, you have to consult with migration. And I said, oh, well, I just want to, I want to talk to the owner because uh, I'm really interested in this. And he said, oh, there's multiple owners of the buses. So that's really interesting that there's multiple owners. And when I got on the bus, there was a, there were a lot of African migrants. And you could see from the video, they were wearing traditional African garb as well. And I said, where are you going? And he said, Costa Rica, because they're taking them from the migrant camp after completing the route in Darien Gap to Costa Rica. I asked him, how much is a bus ticket? He said, $60. The ride is 15 hours from here to Costa Rica. And then from there, they can pay another $30 to go to Nicaragua. And then they go to Honduras. And then they go to the Mexican, they go to Mexico. And many of them come across the Mexican border into Texas. So you got to see how that happens. It's uh, it's about uh, 10 o'clock at night here in Panama. And so when you hear stories about migrants being transported in the late of night, you do the math, okay? It is currently 10 p.m., February 19th, and they're going to be driving for 15 hours in a big bus full of African and Hispanic migrants to invaders is what they really are, migrants. I mean, like, it's a ridiculous term. Uh, and they're going to Costa Rica. So... Don't listen to the media that says that it's a conspiracy theory when people say, oh, there's buses of migrants being transported in the middle of the night because we just showed you. I just showed you how real that is uh, by hopping on the bus. And ultimately, like I was able to, you know, kind of sweet talk some time into it. But they ended up they ended up driving away. And you can see from the camera footage, right, the entire bus, there's about 40 seats on the bus and all those people. Right, they're headed to the United States of America. So, and these private companies are profiting from this. It's a, it's a, just a game for them, and this is real, uh, a real tragedy for everyone involved, really, uh, because you know if if these people really cared about the well being of these people, uh, say the UN. When I say these people, if if the UN or anyone, uh, any government. They, they would simply try to set up some sort of a town in a trade uh, environment and uh, a school system and a hospital. And, and somehow they would try to have developers in there to where they can make a return on their investment, but build infrastructures. You know, there's lots of big uh, investors that are willing to build a community and profit from it, be the mayor of the town or something. But at some point, whatever this is, is is just an exploitation of slavery and an exploitation of ballot harvesting. Um, they're shipping these people in Chicago, I think it was in Chicago, and they were all in this one section. And guess what was next door to the section that they were in? Voter registration. I'm telling you, the key that you have to do, and everybody needs to do the research on this, and I'm going to eventually try as best I can to get the information. I'm going to look at studies 
from 2008 to 12, or I'm going to look at it from 4 to 8, 8 2008 to 12, 2012 to 16, 2016 to 20, 2020 to 24. I'm going to look at that. And I am going to look at the voter registrations across the country, per state particularly, by state. And I'm going to look and see what the increases are. And if the increases are, you know, a typical 2% increase or something like that, you know, whatever the number is. And frankly, when I say typical 2, I don't even know if it's 2%. I don't know what that percentage is. But let's just say it's a certain percentage. Like, let's just say it goes up 5%, right? From 2004 to 2008, 5% increase in registrations. And then, and then you look in also, and you want to pay attention to Democrat, Republican, right? You know, you want to do that benchmark too. And so what, what if between 2020 and 2024, it's no longer, say, 5%. It's more like 28%. And typically, you would be 50-50 between Democrats and Republicans, and now it's like 85% Democrat. I mean, at some point, it's got to make your head spin, right? It's got to be like, oh, there's something going on here. Why between 2020 and 2024 have we had such spikes in registration at a, at a time when we've had unprecedented illegal, you know, illegal I don't even want to say the word migrants. That's the word I was struggling not to use. Immigrants. I don't even want to call them immigrants. Terrorists. Invaders. Yeah, invaders. That's what we're going to go with. Just thought of that on the fly. But we have an unprecedented amount of invaders invading our country and exploiting the hell out of our liberal politicians who are willing to throw America away for a dime. It's insane. Biden's border crisis campaign on everyone campaign on everyone who wants to come should come. Nobody will be deployed, deported free health care for illegals. Trump is mean. I'm not as president claims. He never said any of that with millions heading to the border. He tries to cover his, his butt by telling migrants not to come or they will be deported. Migrants ignore him, overwhelmed border. Biden lets them in while blaming the previous administration. So this was the narrative. Let's take a listen. Raise your hand if if your government... So this is a Democrat primary in 2019, and everybody raises their hands to this question. ...plan would provide coverage for undocumented immigrants. I guess I should be flattered... People are coming because I'm the nice guy. That's the reason why it's happening. We can get to the U.S. because they're having a new president. It's Biden. He's going to help all of us. The idea that Joe Biden said come because uh, I heard the other day that they're, they're coming because they know I'm a nice guy and I won't do they're what Trump did. This. Yeah. Remember, you wanted this. Immediately surged to the border. All those people are seeking asylum. They deserve to be heard. That's who we are. We're a nation that says if you want to flee and you're fleeing oppression, you should come. And those who come seeking asylum, we should immediately have the capacity to absorb them. 
this country can tolerate a heck of a lot more people. First time ever we've told people they can't come to America. That ends. The cage is closed. We're not going to deport anybody who, in fact, has not in this country committed a felony. If I can change. Do you have to say quite clearly, don't come? 2021. Yes, I can say quite clearly, don't come. Don't leave your town or city or community. Or if they attempt to cross into the United States unlawfully. They'll be returned back to Mexico. And you can change. But what does Donald Trump do? He says, go back to where you came from. That is not reflective of our America and our values, and it's got to end. Everybody should change. <laughs> do not come. Now in 2021, not she changed come. her tune. If you come to our border, you will be turned back. So, you know, it's, it's smoke and mirrors, right? That's, that's how Democrats operate. Everything is just out one side of their mouth, and it's just absolutely fraudulent. So, Branco, uh, one of my favorite uh, cartoonists, says, uh, we've had him, we, uh, I think his name's A.F. Branco or something like that. We had him on the show in 2014 or 2015. Wow, a long time ago. And um, he uh, he has this thing where he's a big megaphone. Joe Biden's holding a sign that says, don't come. And then the big megaphone is, but if you do, we'll take you in and give you free stuff. Democrats did, uh, here, Democrats hate you. Democrats did you, did, Democrats, did you know that until 1983, Social Security income wasn't taxed until 1983. Social Security income was not taxed. Guess who sponsored the tax on seniors? You guessed it, Joe Biden in 1983. How about this one? Anthony Blinken instructed the State Department employees to stop using offensive terms like mother, father, and manpower in official cable. In an official cable. He said that. So this is actually insane, and it's by design. Biden is importing so many illegals that it's enough to replace conservative voters in many swing states. 7.2 million illegals entered the U.S. under Biden admin, an amount greater than the population of 36 states. The total number of illegal immigrants who have entered the U.S. under President Biden is larger than almost every American city. Biden visits Los Angeles. And Mayor Karen Bass, the great pleasure to introduce the 76th president. And Biden says, pardon me? (laughs) Um, Meanwhile, outside in the streets of L.A., there's just homelessness and despair. You look at the illegal migrants coming through, and it's a whole different ball of wax. So check this out. This is, this is getting reported now by Liberal News in New York City about what's happening in New York and the migrants and what they're getting. There are questions tonight about a controversial program launched by the Adams administration to give migrant families prepaid debit cards to buy food and other things they need. CBS 2's political reporter Marsha Kramer is here to sort it all out. Marsha. 
Well, Dick and Dana, Mayor Adams says giving asylum seekers debit cards to buy their own food will save the city millions. But the head of the city council's oversight and investigations committee wants to know why the city issued a $53 million no-bid contract without seeing if it could get a better deal. I think you should bid it out to see who would do the best job at the best cost for taxpayers. Councilmember Gail Brewer says she wants to investigate a pilot program launched by Mayor Adams to give asylum seekers prepaid debit cards that will allow them to buy food, baby products, and other necessities at supermarkets, bodegas, groceries, and convenience stores. The $53 million contract reviewed by CBS2. By the way, you know what that is? That's injecting cash, just like the student loan forgiveness that Biden promised again, despite the Supreme Court ruling. Um, is an injection of cash into the economy which causes inflation. So naturally, the Fed, who gave a report uh, yesterday, uh, basically said um, it's not likely that they're going to do rate cuts. So that means that housing prices are still going to be in decline as as, uh, interest rates, the the interest you would pay on it, is so high that it's going to drive the price of housing down the the value of your house down. Two gives the firm Mobility Capital Finance lots of fees for services, including a hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars one-time setup fee, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in annual management fees, and fees based on how much money is distributed to migrants. One point five million for the first fifty million handed out, two point five million for the next one hundred million. The pilot program will involve five hundred families staying in short-term hotels like the Row and the Watson. According to the contract, the most card can have is $10,000, but most cards will be refilled every four weeks. A family of four can get about $1,000, $35 a day, and they can buy whatever food they want to eat. I don't know exactly um, how it's going to work. In other words, I do say from the release that it would be for diapers and baby products and food, but you know, you have to be careful that that's what it's actually going to be for. Mayor Adams insists it's an innovative... What you're going to do is you're going to have people buying diapers, selling them on the street, and then buying liquor or something like that, or drugs. A way to save money and prevent food waste because many asylum seekers don't eat the food they were given in the hotels and shelters. He said if the pilot program is successful... It is going to save us in the area of $7.2 million a year. Uh, I believe $600,000 a month. Were there other people that could have provided the same service for less money? You know, is it, are you getting the best bang for your buck? Without a doubt. The mayor insisted that part of the allure of the company is that it was a minority-owned firm. MWBs, you know, uh, women and minority-owned businesses have historically been locked out. So I know... <laughs> De- more DEI, right? That's going to that's gonna really do a number on things, right? I got a good example of DEI in, in today's show. Uh, the administration is run by a, by a man with a dementia and his uh, merry band of diversity hires. Let's take a listen to this joker. This is uh, a woman that's um, uh, being interviewed by Brian Mast, but she is not ready for prime time. She believes in a Palestinian state, but she has no clue as to how that would... Uh, she has no idea what that means. Correct. We support a two-state... Correct. 
We support a two-state solution. Okay. Have you looked at that objectively? Uh, what do you mean, have you looked at it objectively? Have you what do you mean? What do you mean? You looked at that? Have you looked at it objectively? You don't know what that means? You're that dumb? Correct. We support a two-state solution. Okay. Have you looked at that objectively? Uh, what do you mean? Have you looked at it objectively? Have you analyzed that objectively? Um, this is this is something that we do support. Yeah. Uh, that's not an answer. Have you analyzed a second Palestinian state objectively? Have you have you analyzed it objectively? Uh, I'm not sure exactly what you're asking. Have you I personally it means analyzed to, it? You don't know what it means to objectively analyze something? No, what it means to objectively analyze. Okay, so have you done that? No, I have not. You have... If, if, <laughs> if I understand your question. You might not be, because I can't believe that you would answer it in that way. If you, so uh, let me just start over. You're here <laughs> uh, representing support for a Palestinian state, test. correct? Yes, yes. Have you analyzed that support objectively? Yes. But you just said no. So I'm trying to understand what you're saying. Okay. I thought I made it pretty simple, but you said no. But I'll grant you that now you said yes, you have looked at it objectively. So having looked at it objectively, which I would assume somebody in your position does, uh, who would you assess would lead that Palestinian state? Pick a group. You could name a group, but I'm saying Hamas, Palestinian Authority, Palestinian Islamic Jihad, Fatah, some other group. Who would lead it? Um, I think that has to be uh, something that's considered. I don't think I'm in a position to say. Who that did right you now. objectively assess would lead it in determining right you have support for a Palestinian giveaway. state? When she said right now, <laughs> that was like I am not in a position to answer that question right now. It defies the next part of her argument, which is she's never going to do it because that's not her place to do it. I don't, I don't want to, I don't think that I can answer that question. I think this has, this is part of a larger discussion. But you objectively assess that you support a Palestinian I state. I support a In objectively assessing that, who do you assess would lead that state? What group that does not receive military support from, say, Iran, do you assess would lead that, that state? Um, I understand your question. But I think I would have to have a little, I, I would, I don't, I don't feel comfortable saying that without have you not assessed what group yes. would lead it? Have you or have you not assessed who would become the leader of that Palestinian state? This is part of a larger discussion. But have you or have you not assessed that? I, I have, this is a part of a larger discussion. I, don't yes. think, I can't answer that question. You can't I'm answer sorry. whether you have or have not assessed cannot, who would lead the state? I cannot answer a question about me, particularly what I think, what, what it should be. I mean, I think that's part You of came here and said there should be a Palestinian state. Have you or have you not assessed who would lead that? Just yes or no. Have you looked at who would lead it or have you not? I, I support a two-state solution. I know. You said that numerous times. Have you or have you not assessed who would become the leader of that state? Fatah, Hamas, Palestinian Islamic Jihad, Palestinian Authority, somewhere else. Have you assessed who it would be? I don't feel comfortable. I'm sorry. I don't feel comfortable. You don't care. Question, feel comfortable feel, saying if you have assessed something. No, what I don't feel comfortable is making a statement when I think it's part of a larger discussion. Don't even say who it is. Just answer. Have you assessed it? Have there's you assessed an, who would lead there, it? Put it this way: there, there will be an assessment of this question 
within the U.S. government so in terms of who we think came here supporting I don't, I'm something a, I'm you have not I'm not in a position assessed. right now to say what that is because I think this is part of a larger discussion. This, it, honestly, it's amazing. I think it goes back to your original statement, which was probably the correct one, that you have not objectively looked at this it's and you, purpose, you got it right it, when you said that. I'm going to move on to another question. part of what the U.S. government wants to do. I can't. I, You're supposed I to be like the part of the U.S. government that does that. Wow, what a mess. What a train wreck this administration is, right? It gets worse. Judge assigned to Trump's criminal case in Georgia, once you know, the one with Fannie Willis, once worked for DA Fannie Willis, which explains why he refused to admonish or control disrespectful witness Fannie Willis when she flipped out on the stand the other day. It's crazy. In Spain... Police are now brutally beating the farmers. Do you think they would ever do that to those people that are blocking the streets on climate change? No, they don't. But they're beating the crap out of these farmers with clubs, breaking their legs, protesting against the social socialist governments. Um, this is the Spanish police are now brutally beating the farmers that are protesting against the socialist government in Spain. How gross. How gross. All right, we got another one. The gun that started the entire Kansas City parade attack last week was stolen. <laughs> so race narrative destroyed. Guy was black, killing white people. Gun narrative destroyed. <laughs> the gun was stolen. He violated the laws already on the books. Say goodbye to this story. Nobody's going to talk about the Kansas City shooting anymore because we have a corrupt free press. So the Democrat-run New York City is giving illegal aliens up to $10,000 each in taxpayer dollars. No ID necessary, no restrictions, no fraud control. New York deserves better. Tell me, tell me that isn't a money laundering scheme if I've ever heard one. So all great choices. I don't believe this is 100% accurate, but the Daily Mail put this out. Who do you think Trump should pick? Donald Trump says he's considering Ron DeSantis, Vivek Ramaswamy, Christy Nome, and former Democrat Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard as potential VP picks. I think he should actually, Sarah Huckabee Sanders should be on his list, but... I think Vivek would be kind of an interesting choice to get that youth vote. I think Vivek uh, appeals to the youth vote in more ways than you can imagine. I also think that Vivek has done a great job in appealing to the black vote. And uh, forget about the suburban moms. If they're going to continue to be dumb about politics, that's just on them. You know, they're not busy. They don't think we're in a world war right now. They don't think we're in a like a uh, proxy, like not a proxy war, but a uh, a ghost war in a sense. We're at a war where our government is actually waging war on the people because the government is paid by globalists and the globalists know that they can't beat the United States in a war conventionally. So they have to penetrate, you know, the cabinets like Klaus Schwab said. And literally, you know, tear it apart from within. And they have all kinds of different 
technologies and psychologies to, to do that, psyops, and that is to indoctrinate your children, to uh, control the media, control the narrative, control uh, gaslighting Americans, making them think the world is this way when it's really that way. Um, you know, it's all of this psyop. We're being, we're being attacked from within because the politicians are selling out to the quick dollar today rather than looking for the best for the future of America tomorrow. And it's only a person like Donald Trump that doesn't need their money that actually sees the bigger picture and wants to have a better future um, because he has some compassion for America. And he was asked, Trump was asked about this. And, you know, Laura Ingram, you know, basically said, said, haven't you had enough? Let's take a listen. You ever just say to yourself, you know, I'm done. This is what they, why? A lot of people would have said, I'm going to come out. Brilliant question. Brilliant question. I can't because I want to make America great again. It's not great right now. And we can do that. We can do it. We can get it fixed. It's harder now. It would have been so much easier if we just finished off that. Four. Everything would have been so perfect. We had the border set. Everything was set to rock and roll. We had no. So you inflation. feel like you have an obli- you have an obligation to America I do. because he's doing this for a higher purpose. I believe this so 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 much in my heart. I believe it. I totally believe it. Um, all right. So I have a lot of different things I want to cover today, and. Uh, yeah, we have a lot going on here today. Um, I wish I had more time. Um, I want to play this, though, in response to Nikki Haley choosing to stay on in response to what you just heard from Trump. At this point, with all due respect to the former U.N. ambassador, she sounds delusional. She does not have a pathway to victory. She lost by more than 30 points in Iowa. She lost by double digits in New Hampshire. She lost to literally none of the above in Nevada, did not win one single delegate in the state. And now she's due for another embarrassing defeat in her home state of South Carolina. And Mark mentioned that she has some never Trump donors that are still backing her. Those don't Donors are actually Democrat donors. One of them, Reid Hoffman, is one of the same Democrat donors who is funding some of the lawsuits and political persecutions we see against President Trump. So Nikki Haley's campaign has turned into a full-blown Democratic operation. She is running to try and weaken President Trump. She is not adhering to the will of the Republican primary voter. And she's single-handedly preventing the GOP from fully uniting so we can take the fight to Joe Biden. But rest assured, once President Trump has a big victory in South Carolina on Saturday night, our campaign will be 100% focused on defeating Joe Biden, whether or not Nikki Haley gets out of this race. She would be very wise to do so for her future political aspirations, which we all know she has many. Uh, however, she hasn't shown much wisdom yet, so we'll have to see what she does. Yeah, that's really good analysis. So we have a caller, uh, Rob from Utah. Hey, good morning. Good morning. I, I, I just want to thank you for everything you do as far as getting the news out there. And, you know, your last subject you were talking about, the, the governor of South Dakota, she, she summed it up pretty good. She's she said, you know, we're we're all tired of living in on defense. You know, with President Trump 
as the president, we were all able to live on the offense and, and think about what we could do to better our lives and what she could do to better her state. And I think everybody's on the same page. I mean, we have, we have big problems in this country. True. I, mean, I, I don't know about you, but the, the homeless here in Salt Lake City, the homeless population down there, kind of in an industrial area down by Salt Lake City, it, I've never seen anything like it. It's like something you would see out of a Mad Max movie. There, it's a complete population. They're, they're, people are dying from drugs. They're killing each other. In Salt Lake, in, in Salt Lake City? In Salt Lake City? Correct. Wow. Correct. Now, how far are you? Yes. How far do you live from Salt Lake? About fifteen, twenty minutes to the south. Okay, so you're quite familiar with it. Wow. Yeah, this is the valley here in Salt Lake City. Is it's, it's there's multiple valleys. We live on the west side of the Rocky Mountains. We're on the end. It's called the Wasatch Front. It runs north to south. And you have Ogden, you have Bountiful, you have Salt Lake City, you have Provo. And so on, and all the way down to Nephi. It's a big, vast yeah. area, but its population is just exploding because of the political atmosphere in California. People have been moving here for thirty plus years, right? Consistently. Right. They're they're coming in here in, in high volumes. We it, it's a rat race here now. It's it, it, and it's it's just sprawling west into the desert. It, but just getting back to my point, I you know. It's amazing. We we got to start getting this country. Everybody, I want to start. I want to start thinking about what we can do to make this country better instead of what of always living you know, on the defense and having to like. Well, we have to. We have to get the White House. We have to get the White House. Otherwise, we're always going to be on defense. We're always going to be hit over the head with a baseball bat and trying to figure out how to avoid getting. Lumps on our head. So, I mean, come on. You know, we have to get some power. And we have to get a handle on this rigged election system. Uh, that's that's all there is to it. But yeah, uh, we're, we're, um, we're out of time now, so I'm going to have to well, run. Well, thanks, thanks again. I really appreciate your show and, and what you do. Okay. Hey, thank you. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. I appreciate all of our listeners, and I'm, I'm so happy that they appreciate what we're doing here. We've had a good track record. You know, we've been right about a lot of things for a long time, and that's because we do a lot of research, and we try to, you know, uh, we're not beholden to the corporate interests, and that's the key, right? But uh, if you want to help us uh, make a difference, uh, it always helps to make a donation uh, to over, over at magapack.org. Easiest way to do it, and uh, we're connected with Magapack. Uh, so basically, a donation to Magapack helps us continue to uh, remain commercial free with the Scott Adams Show, which you know um, is a really nice thing uh, that we can actually just uninterrupted stay true to the message, and uh, it's it's pure. But it's 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 donation based. It's subs- subscriber based in some in in some respects. But in any case, uh, making a donation over at magapack.org helps keep the Scott Adams Show commercial free. Also, if you use Red State as a promo code over at mypillow.com, we get a we get some sub, you know dividends from that. So, with that. Thank everybody for listening. We'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody.